0: Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome into RBs 9 through 16. Back at it with redraft rankings. Um, before we kick it off, before we get going, Danny, stop flexing. Bush, stop blinking. Let's the intro. <laughs> what am I? In? What draws my
1: admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Thanks, yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Running back rankings?
2: All righty, so just like Tyler said, running backs nine through 16, uh, link down below the very top one. It can get you, I oh yeah, just put in your email and there will be more attached to that. There'll be discount codes for the draft guide if we're running leagues, et cetera. There'll be a lot more stuff coming. But down below, if you hit the link, Put in your email, and you can see all of our rankings, our consensus, probably our overall two. Might as well just toss those in there. So we did RBs one through eight on Wednesday, today, Saturday. So we're starting off right away with RB nine. We we do have a tie, so it's nine and ten, but it's basically nine A and nine B, if that makes sense. So the first one off the board, Tyler's messing around with the screen or someone is here. Nick Chubb is up here, and then Miles Sanders. So Nick Chubb, I mean, I'm not even going to break down the whole offense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run two backs. The splits are bad with Kareem Hunt, but the splits are bad with Kareem Hunt because the Browns suck. Now they're going to be a little bit better because the fancy's there. But the only thing I have with Chubb, 15 rushes inside the five yard line, right? Okay, are you ready? Negative, negative 14 yards. rushing, negative 14 rushing yards, oh, okay. two touchdowns, like that. Like there's, I can pull out so many regression stats, positive, negative. That will go up. That that will go up. The Vikings last year, Stefanski's team, that he ran, but OC. 60% to 40% pat run rate in the red zone. That was the highest by 13%. So they're going to run the ball in the red zone. They have to because, well, one, it makes sense. Two, Odell's not creating any separation, and Landry's just the target hog. So buy into Chubb. But that being said, there's still a little bit to be concerned about because Hunt will still get the passing work. So that's why he's ultimately um, down here at, like, nine. I could, I, could, I could see you making an argument for all the way down to 15 because it does make sense, but I think nine is kind of the right where he should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. All right. So I guess I'm. uh Oh, geez You guys really messed with the screen here. I guess yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Who the, I'm, the him So I could see shit. Who the who
3: the fuck fucked with the screen? It's man? fine.
0: <laughs> it's fine. We're all in here, guys. We're Let's so, keep
2: going. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Danny broke Nick Chubb. It's fine. Um. Yeah. So we're talking about Nick Chubb. Absolutely. Let me tell you something <laughs> about Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a phenomenal back in an offensive system that's going to be catered to him now.
2: It's going to be catered to Nick
0: Chubb. It's Kevin Stefanski, baby. You know who that is? That's, that's the running back messiah, okay? So it's Nick Chubb and it's Kareem Hunt. They're both going to be electric this year. Uh, Baker's out the window, but he's going to be like Kirk Cousins this year. Back that. Uh, so that means Nick Chubb's getting a shit ton of opportunity. And what does a shit ton of opportunity mean when you're under Kevin Stefanski? It means high-end RB numbers. And this is why I have him as high as I do. I'm very much sold in. I'm not a part of the concheapsis. I'm so a part of Nick Chubb right now in his offensive system that's going to cater to him. If the Browns want to win, Kevin Spanty's not a dumbass. If the Browns want to win, it's going to be through Nick Chubb. And I'm excited for you guys to be wrong about this.
3: You you have a hard take on the Chubb, eh?
0: Oh, yeah. So,
2: one question, though, not related to this, but in Dynasty, like, ultimately – do you think Hunt will be – like, do you think there will be a pass-catching running back attached to him forever? Because it seems like he's never going to get over this, like – it was fucking uh Dontrell Hilliard beginning of last year before Hunt signed with them. Like, it's – it's to, like, I don't – he can catch the ball. He's like – it's like okay. people say Derrick Henry can't catch. The man has, like – he can – every time he catches the ball, he gets you 40 to 50 yards because they're good at it. I don't know oh. – like,
0: Listen, as long as you throw the ball into, into Derrick Henry's uh, gut, then it's going to absorb. And you know, <laughs> so.
2: But, like, I guess just to answer the question, do you think there'll be – I guess a dynasty question. Do you think there'll be a pass catcher attached to him for X amount of playing years?
1: I do.
0: For, for Nick Chubb? Yeah. I I don't really think so. – okay, so I think they just are going with what works, right? So, obviously, mm-hmm. they ran with Sony Michelle in Georgia. Georgia always just runs with three running backs. They did. They ran with DeAndre Swift, was even doing stuff in his the season. So um, I think just naturally Nick Chubb hasn't ever been forced into a passing role, uh, and I don't really think it's okay. He just can't do it at all. But it's more or less there's just always been guys there to do it for him. Uh, I don't really think it matters as ridiculously much. I do think uh, Spence a lot smarter than kitchens and will use Chubb in the passing game just as a. Uh, a uh, you can't sell out when Kareem hunts on the field. You can't sell, sell out when Nick Chubb's on the field. You know they'll give him some passing work, obviously. Um, I don't really think it plays too much of an effect. I think he will be more effective than Derek Henry when it comes to the passing role. Uh, but I think Nick Chubb is going to be very, very effective. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So dynasty wise, I basically bounced off that question. So um, I would say for now. Yeah. Uh, not that he can't do it more or less. There's just room for the team to do it. Uh, Kareem hunts going to be there uh, at least as long as they want to prove that they want to be an effective running team. So. I think Kareem Hunt, honestly, is more than just a pass catcher, though.
1: Do I, do yeah. I got to defend myself here? Because I have Chubb the lowest. Yeah, I was going to ask Go for
2: you, why you have med met 12.
1: Yeah, okay. So, again, there's nothing really against Nick Chubb for me. To me, it's his ceiling is capped because of Kareem Hunt. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that for Chubb and not for Derrick Henry is because I don't think there's any chance that Nick Chubb is averaging, like, 25 carries a game. And I, I think he'll have most of the goal line work, but I do think Kareem Hunt will, will take some of that away as well. But as Lucas mentioned, Nick Chubb actually had the same amount of red zone carries as Christian McCaffrey last year. So he like pretty much dominated the goal line work. So I, I have him, I believe at like 11 or 12, but I'm not low on him by any means. Yeah. I think I would just prefer guys. Like I have Jacobs Mixon, and Drake ahead of him. I just prefer those guys because I think they have more valuable roles in their offense. And I mean, as much as I, I think the Browns are going to bounce back this year, it, it is still a concern. Like the offense could, could um, kind of falter, especially if um, if Mayfield fails to take a step forward.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we all love Chubb. The, the, the reason why I have him at 10, I believe, right now, let me just check. Uh, yeah, I have him at 10. The reason why I have him there is simply because I just don't see him having a top five, top six type ceiling. I think where he's going is basically where he's probably going to finish around. He's probably going to finish around the RB9, RB12 range if I were to take a stab. Simply because Cream Hunt is just too talented of to the back to give Nick Chubb the full workload. I do think both are going to present uh, like top 24 upside, both of them. So like we'll get into cream hunt in another video, but uh, yeah, I, I just think they're going to be an efficient running team. I just ultimately believe neither of them are going to end up taking the majority of the workload. So that's where I have them at 10. Right, yeah, for enough. sure. I mean, if he,
2: if he gets like f- 15 to two conversion inside the five, if yeah, you turn that I'm into i I'm sure the eight, touchdowns will go
1: up. So, yeah, um, so to me, be, his ceiling though is like RB6. That's why I don't like, that's why yeah. I don't want to fully buy Like I would rather, cause I think, like I said, I think guys like Mixon Jacobs, um, even like Sanders and Drake, I think they have higher ceilings than him just because they're going to see more pass, maybe not Mixon and Jacobs, but most of those other guys are going to see more pass catching work. And then the other ones are just probably going to get similar volume. And I kind of believe in their offenses more. And I also just think they're like better suited to work on the goal line.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, touching up upon one of those guys you actually mentioned, uh, The reason why they're tied at nine and a half right now, uh, as uh, what's called Tyler mentioned between Sanders and Chubb, I have Miles Sanders in my RB7. I'm extremely high on Miles Sanders. Uh, And it's crazy, like it sucks to say, because I'm a huge fucking Cowboys fan, so I don't want to be hyping up a Philadelphia Eagle. But uh, when you're looking at Miles Sanders, the talent's there, the efficiency's there, and as of right now, he's the bell cow in that system. He won't be uh, I mean, we're what? projecting it. At, we're projecting it as of right now. Even I'm if, not.
1: I know they're uh, gonna yeah. sign someone. That's why like, I have them at 12. I get,
2: I get, I get your point in like as of now, but like 13. Yes, I get. Like, okay, you can make it as of now, but they've offered three veterans. They've offered Devontae Freeman, Osichard to Carlos Hyde, and they've been tied to Shady. I think they're just gonna get Shady back. Shady came uh, in and took carries for
0: the Chiefs. Do that, but, uh, but no, but, I'm sure. But, I,
1: I'm like I said, it it doesn't. It's not a big deal if they bring in someone, but Boston Scott's still there. He's still going to yeah. eat into his workload a little as a receiver. I was, okay, I was, I was either actually going
2: to – I'll give my argument last.
3: Yeah, uh, you can either finish it. i uh, 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 last.
1: Miles Sanders is incredibly talented, obviously. He's, gonna, he, he's probably one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. He is sharing receiving duties with Boston Scott. Don't act like he's not going to be involved a little bit. And if they bring in a veteran, which they will, they wouldn't have offered three guys contracts if they were going to bring in no one. They're not just like, oh, well, Freeman and Hyde turned us down, so we'll just roll with Miles Sanders. Like, no, they're going to – if Peyton Barber gets cut in minicamp by the Redskins, they're going to sign Peyton Barber. Like, they're going to bring in someone to take away the dirty touches from Sanders, which is ultimately good for Sanders because the type of running back he is, you want him getting the Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara – even Austin Eckler treatment. You don't want him getting 25 touches a game. You want him getting 18 to 20 so that he stays efficient.
3: I actually just wanted to touch up upon him as well. Uh, when you're looking at it, just based off last season, again, I mentioned he doesn't need a 20, 20 touch per game workload to give you uh, top six, top seven upside, simply because of how good the offense could be. If he's humming, uh, Carson Wentz last year, targeted his running backs on 16.9% of his passes. Obviously like people are going to say, Oh, the receiving quote was depleted. Well, they brought in Jalen Rager. It was. Uh, I, and I and I get that, but even even if Carson Wentz throughout his career has typically targeted his tight ends and his running backs in general. So I mean, do you have a number. Well, uh, basically, it, it was kind of hard to project Carson Wentz for a full season considering he yeah, hasn't played a. So full don't season. say typically then. Uh, well, I mean, in, in the sample size we do have, so uh, yeah, you don't have okay, but. We literally literally talked about this off camera.
2: Yeah, and I didn't say one side because you can't find a side, so you can't assume a side. So, I'm just
3: going to get my breakdown. Well, let me just finish mine because the only workload we do have of Carson Wentz playing the full 16 was last season, and last season it was a 16.9% with Mm -hmm. Miles Sanders. How did that compare
1: to other quarterbacks, though?
3: Uh, For for reference, I mean, uh, what's it called? Between – for Carson Wentz last year, they ran – obviously we know they ran a lot of 12 personnel. So, they're tight ends and running backs – Combined for over 35% of their overall targets.
0: He averaged 5.3 receptions in the final half of the stretch.
3: And he had had 63. Right after the when when
0: Howard was basically out, and they're like, all right, we got to actually roll with Miles Sanders here. It was phenomenal. Like, he was getting receptions. The volume was there. Uh, He was running relatively efficiently. He was putting up high numbers. And most importantly, week, week 15, you put up 35 points in your fantasy semifinals. Like, it, and I know that's like stupid. That's like you're trying to argue like that. But it's just more or less the fact that they were willing to start going to him more and more and more. And Boston Scott still existed last year. He, this isn't a new addition. So it's like I'm, I'm backing the fact that he's still going to be receiving and he's still going to provide effect in that. He's on the Perfect. field. He's doing work. And he's getting attempts in the rushing game, too.
3: Sorry, Lucas, just, I'm just going to quickly finish my point. Uh, Miles Sanders, again, last season, 229 touches for 1,327 yards from scrimmage and 5.8 yards per touch. 5.8 yards per touch was seventh in the entire league. What what did they do in the offseason that really, would really say that would cut into his efficiency? Because we say the same thing for Austin Eckler. When you're an efficient and talented back in a good system, you're typically going to carry your efficiency over. I think Miles Sanders can easily keep that. And if he's getting more touches, like realistically here, although we – like Jordan Howard is Jordan Howard – they didn't replace
1: jordan howard so well, they're going they're going to though that's my point but that's why it, i have it, them lower even if they per-
3: replace them with a i don't know an injury prone Devonte freeman or something like that they're not going to be as effective as jordan howard was last season so we can't project them for the same workload at jordan howard dot and uh when you're comparing them to guys that are going in this range why kind of have them uh eking them out a bit so for mixon uh, i just believe he has a higher floor i love mixon's talent but we haven't really uh Seeing how the offense is going to look with Burrow and in general that offensive line is a little mess. With Chubb again, timeshare limits the ceiling. With Eckler, uh, basically the, these were close for me. It's just ultimately the turnover. That, of the position. that
1: one, I personally, I don't see it. I, I can't. I don't see it. Uh, like Sanders, uh, I love Sanders. Like I said, I love Sanders. Is upside. I love his talent. I love like to me. I don't see any possible way that I would take me personally. I don't see a way I could take Sanders over Austin Eckler.
3: So you can go, Lucas. Sorry. Uh so I've been this, telling is the, you. this is the one that I'm
2: pretty big on because people are just totally forgetting actually what happened last year. So one, I hate narratives, but Doug Peterson does use a committee. He does. Like flat out, he's not just gonna change it because he wants to, because he's been a successful coach and it's worked. He won a so- Super Bowl. He won the division last year. So he's not just gonna be like, oh, I might just change it this year. Okay. The splits with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, yes, they're terrible. And I'm I get that that it was his rookie year. I'm just going to read them off, and I get that as his rookie year. So, with Howard, eight rushing attempts, three targets a game. Without Howard, 15 attempts and five targets per game. But I took in the games where Howard did return. The two games that he played were weeks nine and 17. Sanders saw 13 opportunities and 14 opportunities in this game. So, he is not even close to a workhorse. I agree that the Aaron Jones, the Alvin Kamara, the Austin Eckler role, that's what he should be used as. I think Peterson will use him as that. He had that many targets and that much production at the end of the game at the end of the season because their best receiver receiver was Greg Ward, CFL guy and Boston, Scott. So you still have those two Zacherts and Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, John Hightower, Marquise Goodwin, and Quez Watkins. That's seven more players. So, yes, if this team, which you guys think it sucks, you go suck apparently. I don't. They have a good no, offensive line. I don't I think I don't they're, they're
3: I don't. Think I don't I, again, I don't think they're bad. I just think they're not a fucking 12-14 team so, like everybody so on ESPN thinks a, they are.
2: They're going to use a committee, and they're returning seven receivers.
3: Okay, so, seven how, how, many, how many targets do you realistically think that Miles Sanders is going to get then? Because I think 63 with 50 catches is a pretty reasonable number.
2: 50 catches, and he they're going to get someone. Like, I get now they don't okay. have one. but they all even, even if they do, bit,
3: though you you gonna say Devonte Freeman or whoever Shady McCoy is gonna cut into the workload like Jordan Howard yes. did last year? You, don't yeah, case, you they're not even they don't, Jordan
1: Howard's role. You don't. You they're, don't not they're not even they remotely are, the same back they, they, they would the they backup.
3: They 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 would have signed someone for the playoffs
2: if they needed a backup, but they offered these guys four million dollars. Four million—that's more than Sanders getting paid right now. So yes, he's not a deal. Sure okay,
3: Dude,
1: but Doug Peterson more. doesn't like, care about our fantasy teams, man. Like he yeah, wants I, to keep his running backs fresh. I did. I get, I get that the fully, but is there. But How- this
3: is the one. Even with Jordan Howard limiting him through the first eight games last year, Miles Sanders was a top 15 back on the season. Because he got and hurt was-
2: for seven games.
3: And I get I get that, but even if they bring in someone else, Jordan Howard still got a workload over the, the whole season. He still got a lot of but touches. The two games I
2: read, weeks nine and seventeen, were the only games that they played after Jordan Howard was injured. 13 touches for Sanders, 14 touches for Sanders. Then all those guys were also hurt. So you got to take that into account. So and saying. Still the,
3: sorry. Go, go finish. Sorry
2: about that. I'm just saying they're going to use a committee because they always have. They never have not. They're returning seven receivers. Zach is still the primary target. And if they, like they, Jordan Howard, as much as you, he's an efficient running back, Four, he's a good you know, running back. 4.4 4 yards per carry roughly for his career. Sanders can do, or sorry, Devontae Freeman can do that. Carlos Hyde could have done that. The system
1: elevates those guys, Danny. Like those guys might not have been good. Like the the Eagles pass or run blocking offensive line is some of the best in the league. The system will elevate guys like Freeman and McCoy to make them look better than they are. I
3: get that, but we're projecting that it's going to look like Miles Sanders at the beginning of last season.
1: No, I'm not projecting that. I'm projecting he's going to look like what, like minus a bit of the talent, what like Aaron Jones role is where Jamal Williams comes in, he pisses you off all the time. But even it's if basically how I see but, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones
0: was like the RB what four last because yeah, touched- he scored I mean, yeah, like
1: 18 he, touchdowns. He can okay, have 18 so, touchdowns. But you, but you just That talked could happen. About the, yeah, yeah, that could you happen.
0: Talk, you talked about the effectiveness of the running of the run blocking. That's, that's not disappearing. Like what?
3: I still think Miles Sanders is going to get more touches than I what did, Aaron Jones was averaging last season.
2: uh yeah. Maybe I I get the upside. I get the upside, but everyone's doing this upside. But they're just totally neglecting all trends, the lack of receivers, and the fact that Jordan Howard was hurt half the year. So we can just move on. I, I get that. We don't sign anyone. This is a hot topic for
1: everyone, and no one's going to agree on anything because Miles Sanders yeah. is a very polarizing player. So let's. It's very All All right.
2: Kenyon Drake up next. This is the one that I don't really know what to do with here. I'm not going to – they were super inefficient on offense. Like, they're 20th in touchdowns per drive and 6th in field goals. Everyone knows the whole narrative. Kenyon Drake was third in DVOA last year, which is a measurement of the average running back. So, he was really, really good. But the thing I think I want people to realize when they draft Drake is to be careful because – Yes, David, Yes, Kenyon Drake was better than David Johnson last year, but there's a reason David Johnson was not used well in those first couple of games because they ran the actual air raid those first couple of games. But then they realized halfway through the year that Isabella wasn't playing the snaps he was, Akeem Butler was hurt, Larry Fitz is old, that they switched to a non-air raid attack. Because an air raid is full receiver sets 80% of the time. They were using Max Williams probably more than they were using their third receiver. I think that's why Kenyon Drake broke off at the rate he did because they weren't – they. If you would have put David Johnson in the similar role that Kenyon Drake had at the end of the year, we'd be talking about David Johnson completely different because he would have had 20, like he would have had 18 rushing attempts per game, but he didn't because they used the air raid. What did they do? They go out and they get DeAndre Hopkins. Isabella's in year two. Akeem Butler's fully healthy. I think they're gonna switch back this air raid. So I have Kenyon Drake at 10 because we don't know what they're gonna do exactly, but I think he's another one that could just hurt people because I think that eventually I think he's gonna creep up in ADP, just okay. like I think Sanders might. Like i mean not like creep up to where like. You're drafting him super high. They're but already
1: I think, high, man. Both those guys, you have sick. to pay up for in the early second round. And it is I scary
2: know. because we could see, we saw the switch in the offense. Like, I mean, like at least I saw it because, like, I watched different football like that. Like, I saw why the offense improved more. It's because Kingsbury completely switched the offense they ran the four weeks. Now they go in and get the perfect candidate for an air raid offense in DeAndre Hopkins. Christian is there
1: a chance that he works in more of those philosophies and doesn't try and run a full air raid system because kyler didn't look very good the first couple weeks kyler looked a lot I know. better when well, they that, that, that's, that's like the saying offense. that's
0: like saying miles sanders didn't look good at the beginning of the year like no, but didn't. no like we're saying, we're no, saying i'm he saying didn't look good what if kingsbury is
1: like maybe this air raid thing doesn't work in the nfl maybe it's because he didn't have the horses to run the offense but it also could have been this isn't working. I need to change this. So that's funny. Uh, it's it's for great.
3: Just the thing. I, I I think we can all agree that the Drake upside risk is baked in. Like, bo- like there's both both sides to it. He's got the upside to be a really good back, but he's got the yeah. risk where he could fall flat. Now, the thing that scares me about Kenyon Drake is if you actually like, like obviously you can take the raw statistics. I mean, he had games where he absolutely won you the, the week. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But if you're actually looking at his efficiency, I actually have it on the screen. I'll pull it up. Uh, I don't like using true yards per carry as a big stat because it's really, uh, what's it called, it's really effect, uh, affected by the offensive line. That's but, true
1: yards per carry, isn't
3: it? Uh, okay, fair. Uh, well, oh yeah, yeah, true, 4.8 yards per carry. But he actually averaged 4.5 true yards per carry, which ranked 14th in the league. Yards per touch, 5.3, ranked 18th. Uh, big run, 7, ranked 23rd. The big one that kind of like scares me a little bit is uh innovative tackle. he averaged 2.4 uh per game and 34 in the season, which ranked number 35 in the league. So he wasn't making people miss, he was just simply taking his hole, getting his yards. I mean, uh, as evidenced by the stats. So when you're looking at Kenyon Drake, how much of it was really due to the system, more so as the back now? Obviously, when you're projecting a player in terms of fantasy, you have to take in the system, which is why I have him at 12. I just think that if anything regresses on that offense, Kenyon Drake's gonna take a hit, like he's. I think we can agree out of the top 12 backs, he's easily one of the riskiest here.
1: Yeah. He's definitely one of the riskiest. I'm, I believe I'm the highest on him. Me and Lucas have, a main, have same a spot. I, I agree. He's a difficult player to rank. And I definitely agree that he is one of the most boomer bust players to rank. My, my line of thinking is that he's going to excel in this system because he like Kyler Murray to me is going to, is going to break out. Like, and I think you want pieces attached to that offense because between Hopkins and Murray and, and kirk a lot of people are high on and even fits who's reliable and whatnot i think the offense is going to be score- high scoring and i just want a piece of the offense essentially and i think drake fits the offense well if it is indeed what they kind of showed when drake got there again we're never going to know the answer to that we can't just ask cliff kingsbury hey you going back to a four receiver like we don't know maybe they are but um i i'm i'm willing to take the risk on drake if he's my rb2 if he's my rb1 he scares the shit out of me though
3: yeah i mean especially too uh Right now, if you're able to pair with, I don't know, uh, say you get a, a Derrick Henry at the end of the first round, you're able to get Kenyon Drake on the wrap around in the second, that's a very good mix because you know Derrick Henry has the floor, he's going to get the touches, he's going to get the, the rushing volume, whereas Kenyon Drake, you know, he's a little riskier. But if both those guys hit, ultimately you're going to be a playoff team based on those guys' backs. So uh, that's the type of running back I like pairing. Uh, typically, if I'm going to take two running backs within the, the first two rounds, uh, that that would be the scenario where I'd take Drake. Otherwise, I'd just look for safer options.
2: Oh,
3: uh, you got anything to add on that?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm just a bit—I'm a big fan of him. I think Kingsbury did adjust the offense accordingly to to him and the system they were trying to function. Uh, I think Airway will kind of have a light feature. I think they're going to try and give parts of it that would that could be effective for them and kind of the offense they're running and utilize it. And I don't really think that hurts Drake remarkably very much. But I think uh. Sitting outside the top 10 is probably where he'll find himself um, because I do believe they will work in some more air raid. Now, I have him at 11. Uh, I think that's just more or less the time I think we'll need for them to take for, for Drake to finally get to that point of uh, maybe not used to the point he was last year. But I think they will open the season with him being quite effective. He's a very, very good candidate to start the season as someone I'd want on my roster and kind of sell high later mainly just because I think the offense will start changing throughout the season to kind of fit Murray and, and what they're going to try and run.
1: He might yeah, have I mean, a solid too- floor if they do go back to air raid because, like, David Johnson – I had David Johnson good. last year. And if, if he, he wasn't good on the ground by any stretch, David Johnson also can't run the ball anymore. But Truth. he got a lot of receiving work. So that, that is definitely – if you're in any kind yeah. of PPR league, Kenyon Drake might see a slight boost to that because even if they yeah. go back to the air raid style – He's just going to be – the offense will be completely spread out and they'll be able to run screens and shit with Kenyon Drake. And that's something that Kenyon Drake is very good at. So, I think that benefits him, like, from a a receiving standpoint as well.
2: For sure. All right, next up is the Josh Jacobs. So, Bush is the highest and I'm the lowest. So, really it comes down to one thing for me, and it's that he's just, like – I was super high on him. I think I had him at, like, seven after the season. Um, But they brought back Jalen Richard. I know the pains of Devontae Booker because he would always play for the Broncos in the passing downs. I don't know why because he's not good. So if they signed him priority. They tried to get Frank Gore. Lynn Bowden's there, and they actually have receivers. So it's just a little scary to me, primarily because I think this offense like is going to be – I don't – I just have a hard gauge on this offense because I could easily see it not hit because Brian Edwards, yeah, we love him. The analytical profile is great, but is he really going to be a true one? Are they going to use rugs right?
1: What's Bowden's
2: role going to be like? They said Bowden's going to be coming out of the backfield, so it's just a little concerning. I could easily, Josh Jacobs could easily prove me wrong. 13 could be way too low, but I think just compared to who I have ahead of him, I just ultimately see them like in perspective to more fantasy points finishing. I just feel like that's more realistic to me, but I could easily see him just doing what he did last year, which with, with 28 catches, like so he could easily do it again. Um. So, this is the reception total for me.
1: Is this is this a tier yeah. break where you have thirteen? Actually, I guess um you got or no, you have okay. To me, after after uh after Clyde edwards hilaire is the tier break for me. Once it gets to Aaron Jones, because I think the it gets a little sketchier after that. But I'll go into Jacobs real quick since I am the highest on him. I have at number eight, and um uh, let me just give you some things here. Josh Jacobs, he's running behind a top five run blocking offensive line in the entire NFL. He was the most elusive running back, or not only the most elusive running back in football last year. He is the only running back since 2006, the start of the PFF era to post 200 plus carries and a PFF elusive rating above 100. He is the most elusive running back in PFF history was his season last year. So obviously he's very good. <laughs> it's yeah, my point. yeah also, for sure. For sure. Also, he had <laughs> 78 broken tackles and 3.5 yards after contact. He was averaging more yards after contact than Peyton Barber was doing before, uh total. So, yeah. um, I think it's fair and to just a him, boost in the off. passing work. And, and the reason I say that is because in 2005, when John Gruden drafted Cadillac Williams in the first round, he ran the wheels off of him clearly because he got injured and ruined his career. But Cadillac Williams from his rookie year in 2005 to 2006 saw an increase from 25 targets to 44 in his sophomore year. I understand that they added players. And I, I think that definitely does cap Jacob's ceiling a little bit. But I do think we're going to see a modest bump in terms of his his targets. So, no, he's not ever going to be a 50 reception, 70 reception, 90 reception running back. But he, I think he gets 50 targets next year. I, I think he does see a slight boost from what he saw last year. Wow.
0: Even with adding three new
1: guys to their yes. receiving point. Yeah, board, I, think he gets a a, I think he gets a modest boost. I don't think he's going to, like, like – I, mean, I think he's other, probably going to get the same number yeah. of targets that, like – to be honest, what Joe Mixon going to get.
2: I mean, DeAndre Washington is gone, too. And that's 40 vacated targets. So, Ben Bowden could just slide right into that. And Booker, like I said, he was on for passing downs. He never actually caught any passes. He was just there because he's good at pass blocking. Yeah. So, that could be it, too. I yeah, He I was think...
1: incredibly efficient on the goal line, too, Jacobs. For so sure. I I expect that to continue because I think he's just very good at it. And I think part of the thing I, – I listened to Mayock's uh, press conference at the Combine, and someone actually asked him, like, how they plan to use Jacobs next year. And he basically – like, he also – kind of reaffirmed what i already believed is that uh and i I think is the reason for what cadillac williams saw in in his second year is that it's a lot easier to teach a running back okay just run against nfl um defenses than to teach them how to pass protect which jacobs is good at and um and how to run routes when they're not fully acclimated to the nfl yet until the game slows down for them in their second year yeah, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I expect an increase. is my is my point. I I do I understand the the concerns of of the no mm-hmm. passing work, but I, I think it will go up a little bit.
3: I, the way I just look at it is, uh, for example, a guy like Nick Chubb had thirty five catches last year. Uh, I think we we we've documented that. I just see like the difference between Jacobs and Chubb. Is very minimal for me. Like, I have them at 10 and 11 back to back in my ranking. Receiving rank right
1: now. talent, it's not minimal, but receiving work projection, yeah, it's about. Which,
3: the- is, which is ultimately why I have Chubb the one spot higher because I think they're going to get similar receiving work, only Chubb's going to rush for more yards, which is ultimately the reason why I have Chubb one spot higher. Now, in terms of ceiling, obviously, I believe Jacobs does have a higher ceiling because Chubb still has to compete with Hunt. But if we're going to project what we think is going to happen, which is ultimately what we're kind of doing here. I do think uh, Chubb ultimately has a better baseline than Jacob, which is why, again, as of margins, I do have Chubb at ten. I have Jacobs at eleven here.
0: You yeah. uh, know, my Jacobs take is just more or less there's three new guys there uh, offensively that are going to take away targets from him. Um, I mean, he's at twelve. It's not even <clears> that. he's an RB one in minus. Um, but I, I do believe the receptions aren't going to go up. I, I don't know why that's that's a that's a take you have just because I think there's there's three new guys and they're the receiving core was dreadful last year. It was simply based yeah. – their entire core was off of a tight end, who we are downgrading heavily because I love of him. receiving weapons.
3: I love Waller. I'm not yeah, downgrading you him. To down.
2: you see, what?
0: He's still top five for me. But we'll get into that. What are these, re- yeah, what yeah, are these course, receivers course. coming in going to do? No, We'll, get, we'll get, get into the, the tight end video. That's fine. We'll
2: on. see you. We'll see you there soon. Yeah. Ah, well. I think like on top of like to like kind of give some background on like what your take is because like I see both sides. So if the Raiders were one two, fifth fifth worst or fifth fifth from the bottom in drives um, per game, I believe. Yeah, drives per game. So if this offense hits, like 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 if, in my head, the way I would use the offense is what I hope Jay, John Gruden would use the offense to. The defense, like it's still average, you could say. So they're gonna have to be competing. They've made it obvious they wanna they wanna like do you have to beat the Chiefs to be to. To beat the Chiefs, you have to beat the Chiefs. The Raiders made this obvious. The Broncos made this obvious. That would entail more points, more drives, more plays. they so only like-
1: threw the ball 513 times last year. So mm-hmm. I think that could increase a slight amount. Because Gruden isn't like – I don't know why people assume he's a run-heavy coach. Because the West Coast offense supplements short passing game for the run game. So to me, I think the – at least I hope that this is the case. That the slight increase that they might see as a passing offense is a po- from – overall being a better offense, a more efficient offense, because they actually have receivers they can throw to now. And just the additions that they made, I think it can help offset sure. some of the additions. But again, I understand the concern for Bowden and, and the other guys that they brought in, because I do, like it definitely caps Jacob's upside. I just think it caps it a little bit less so than I guess some of you do.
2: For sure. All righty, sure. next up is Aaron Jones. Uh, we mentioned the whole rushing touchdown regression thing. And I think I was like off him in a sense. And I have definitely raced him back up in my dynasty rankings, too, and my, my overall rankings, uh, my redraft rankings, sorry, because yes, it's going to regress. Like, come on, guys, it's going to regress. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Packers team got better. It didn't get any worse. The offense, like, literally didn't. They lost Bulaga, but they can just put in a replacement value and they'll be okay because they were running the ball efficiently. They added a blocking fullback that they didn't have. And AJ Dylan to me, like, AJ Dillon to me is only going to help Aaron Jones in terms of. Like, A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams are competing. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are not competing for targets, and I think in my head I had it like they just didn't want Jones because they've had every right to, like, out him in a way. They've always been trying to give him less work, but if they really wanted to give him less work, he wouldn't have been RB2 last year. So I think in perspective, we're just kind of over-exaggerating it. Like, to me, 14 might be too low, or I guess he's our 13. Like, because he – I think he had 400 less snaps than Christian McCaffrey. And he was the RB, two, So I think we see a similar role. I just think Jamal Williams are just like, whatever. Like, Jamal Williams is literally just Royce Freeman to me. That's how I think of the two. They're yeah, kind of in the really. same offensive scheme now. So I think we just see A.J. Dillon take the the one-two punch. I don't really know. I don't know how it's going to be split. But I think Aaron Jones, if he regresses down to the touchdowns to the average, I think he's still at about eight. If I did the math right, I just kind of did it in my head real quick I didn't do the numbers. So even with eight touchdowns, good pass-catching role, I think he's still – a Solid, solid RB2, and you can probably get him as a low end RB2. Maybe not when it's said and done in June, might but be as a third
1: running back, where he's going. Yeah,
2: so I think I just over exaggerated. Um,
0: or your fifth, just sorry
1: to
2: an extent. Well, that's a dynasty, like people over
1: in, in redraft, he's not going
0: to, yeah, as for sure.
2: So I think, I mean, like, we all have him at four, t- or I guess. Uh, Danny has uh, him at 16, but yeah, same tier, whatever. Pick well, a well, choose. It's
0: probably because Mike McCarthy's not the goats there anymore. So. Yeah. To yeah. me,
1: he actually low key. Now that I think about this, he could help Aaron Jones a little bit, AJ Dillon. Cause if, a- if AJ Dillon is in fact replacing Jamal Williams and taking away Jamal Williams's role, then like Aaron Jones was getting siphoned, like pass catching work from Jamal Williams. We all know it. Like, there's not a shot in hell that AJ Dillon is taking pass catching work. Away no, from not Aaron from Jones. Aaron Jones. So, okay. I, I mean, the reason. goal line work maybe because he's big and, and he he he's runs into people. But yeah, yeah, and people are gonna
2: people are gonna say the Packers suck and stuff all year and that the offense got worse because their mock drafts weren't right. The team's still good. They <laughs> the they, everyone's like, oh no, they didn't get anyone. Okay, they haven't did, as much as we don't like Devin Funches, They had a 13 and three team did out a receiver. So, but they're literally gonna be fine. And, and that's they
1: they Davlazari. What, what do you think
2: the record's
3: going to be like, uh, next year? Just curious. 10 and seven. I would say – 9 and seven. And
2: I would say 10 and 6. Ten and six I get, I'm, nine, whole, I'm saying 9 and 7. I get the yeah, whole point yeah, differential okay, thing. Of of here's, my, here's my one-take of point differential. So, say you could have – their point differential was like the worst for 13 and That's 3. Awesome. You could win a game by 150 points and then lose by one point. Sorry, okay, so, say you win one game. One game the whole year. One in 15. You win by 100 points. and Then you lose the other 15 by, fifth, by one point, right? Your point differentials plus eighty-five. So point differential is a terrible stat. It's a terrible. Like no one weights it with anything. So I'm not like I get it. They have won close games. Okay, they still won the game. That's it doesn't good matter. coaching. Yeah, like it usually, doesn't matter if you win good by coaching thirty. Coaching
1: and good quarterback play usually. And their division,
2: their division didn't get any better. The Vikings got worse. The Lions stayed the Lions exactly the better, same. In my opinion. Well, they lost Graham Glasgow. So I think like overall, like. I still yeah, they, they got, got healthier.
1: The big thing is that they, they got healthier. healthier. Yeah. This, is but, they this
2: still, is, but they still beat them in both the games they played them. This
3: may sound as a bold prediction, but I do think that the Packers finish third in the division next year.
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Moving I, I don't on think now. the Vikings
1: are better than the Packers.
3: Jeez. I think they are.
2: Jeez. All right. Claude Edwards, the is next. So yeah. Oh, no.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can Tyler. shut the video off right now if you want.
0: All right,
3: guys. <laughs> That's all yeah. for the
2: video.
3: <laughs> Oh my Yo,
1: goodness!
2: I want to, I want to hear
3: this.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, Let's go for a ride. Edited a clock right now. Oh wait, or do you want me to go first? I can present you with some points. Or how do
0: you? Uh, want hey, to- sweetheart, settle settle down there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I'm about to put on the uh, i put about to put on the headgear like Lee Kors over here. All right. So, uh, forty k, uh, forty eight vacated targets. Thirtieth in the NFL. Eighty three air yards available in the offense.
2: Air yards don't matter. Thirty seconds
0: in the NFL kind of does cuz you got to be able to do something with the with the but, targets. If, but if you
2: throw if you throw the ball on a dump down behind the line of scrimmage that's negative 5 air yards so there yards don't matter
0: Basically says is that okay the, the targets that that were vacated weren't doing very much and I completely agree cuz I do not does think Does the
1: hierarchy of targets change now that they use the first round pick on a running back
3: yeah, I mean, uh, where a, like where are they going? Like, they, know, they you, Take not gonna, away
1: from current people in the backfield still, and they go yeah. to the guy that they invested. You're, in. you're not going to throw
3: so, the ball to so Damian Williams, gonna, Darryl gonna Williams, fucking you
0: fucking high?
3: No, but you're not going to throw the ball at Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, fucking. James Why not? McCoy when you have. Because Clyde edwards fucking trumps them in every sort of way, in terms of the receiving game and the rushing game.
0: Not in the rushing game.
3: False. You're, you're gonna you're gonna say that David. You're gonna say that David right now is a better dude.
0: Okay, hey,
1: let Tyler go. Let Tyler go. No, go. go,
0: go. You guys, all you want to do is talk about playoffs when it comes to Derrick Henry. But now that we go to C.E.H., you guys are like, oh, yeah, Damian Williams. Okay, so if, if the Titans them.
1: drafted if the Titans drafted JT in the first round, we'd probably not be talking about Derrick Henry the way that we're talking about them him I, right now.
0: I just don't get it. They should
1: have, have but sure. they didn't. So that's why we're talking about Damian Williams. All right, you finish. Like finish, finish there's, Tyler. There's no
0: vacated targets. He doesn't run efficiently. I do not need that argument because I'll just back that up with his college stats, which aren't good. His percentiles are shit. Cause I fucking have them sitting right in front of me. Okay, like, let's
2: go. Let's go. we College stats no. don't matter.
0: I gotta read them for my
2: paper. I could care less about college stats. No. Why? Why don't college stats matter? Because Tom Brady is apparently be the best quarterback me. of all time. I mean, Lamar Jackson, everyone hated him, and he had the best college. What fucking. Can, no matter no matter which way you slice college stats there's always the other side dominator matters
0: like if you if you can't run okay a fish take college, but
2: did that you, matters did you did you wait dominator by um total passes thrown
0: it's not it's not That's, about like it's more or less it's the other shit right so 40 yard dash 47 percentile yards per fucking carry is fucking look at kareem
1: hunt's combine stats and come back to me all right Keep you on, keep you on.
0: Yards per reception, 50-second 50, 50 fucking percentile. By running backs. That's by running backs. That's not even – so it's like he's barely – he doesn't do anything with receptions. He just catches a fucking shit ton of them. Like, that. that's only because that system was dreaded for only CH was going to get the ball because literally George's only plan was we're going to rush three guys because we don't want Joe Burrow to beat us deep.
1: That was their entire plan. Okay, you don't think people are doing the same thing to the best quarterback in the NFL? I missed that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the fastest receiver in the NFL.
3: <laughs> not, not, not to mention, they, like, we saw that what Kareem Hunt was able to do in that system. And did, fucking Clyde Edwards. Now Kareem a Hunt. Better. Kareem Hunt can run effectively. He's a better prospect than what Kareem Hunt was coming in. Yeah, but Kareem Hunt showed that he could run effectively. CH.
0: Can. And we haven't like, seen we, Clyde we Edwards do that, that yet. <laughs> Look at 2018. Like, no one does that. People are just like, oh, 2019 was so okay, great. Okay, are you going to oh, say I mean, the same thing I about Joe Burrow so. then?
2: Of course. Of course. I could I'm care less about his, college. I could care less about his college production. Why is he not going to score fantasy points? Like, why is he at 21? Because it's fantasy points. I could care less how good he is at football. Because Doesn't I would, I I would it, much rather how have – I'd you.
0: much rather have Jonathan Taylor in, in the Colts situation. Why the line's better, and they're fucking fine, focused down. on running the ball, not passing. I'd rather have Todd Gurley, who – Fuck, where's Todd Gurley? Mike? Yeah, seventeen. I'd rather have Todd Gurley because he's a proven back who, if he's healthy, in the you most. You would passing, not he's rather have. He's
3: proven, he's, proven, one he's, one to, he's proven to have no knees. That's what he's that's, proven. That's the number one pass heavy system. Literally, like, and he catches. Okay, you, you just said they're not,
0: not, You just said the Chiefs are gonna are gonna they're pass. Not number one though. They're like Not fucking number one in passing. They aren't. The fucking Falcons are. Yeah, like, and the Falcons also have Calvin Ridley,
3: Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst. That's it, that's it. That's it. What do you mean that's it? That's
0: it. Okay, <laughs> okay, please please tell me that Hayden Hurst is better than Kelsey. He's, He's
3: not, not Kelsey, Kelsey <laughs> but you saw what Hooper did in that system. probably kind of might be better than, than Hill passes. and Kelsey combined, though.
0: Tynaden running, back, Ty running backs fucking correlate with pass catching and fucking Kelsey. Yeah, and
3: Hayden Hurst is going to catch a ton of Hayden passes. passes. He He's the best player
0: in the league. Can I go? Can I go? Yes, go ahead.
2: Okay, so there he There's 49 vacated targets. He's better than Daryl Williams. He's better than Darwin Thompson, and he's better than fucking. They have one more running back that got targets last year. So just add those to the vacated targets because he's going to slide in as if you want to say Damian Williams, Darby too. Damian Williams is good. I'm never saying he's bad, but the highest running back that Andy Reid has ever drafted on the Chiefs in his career, Kareem hunt. Remember what he did yeah. week one when, when no one thought that he was going to take over the starting role over Spencer Ware. Then he was the workhorse. Yeah, it was a. But there's break. also there's also. 119 vacated rushing attempts. You forgot to leave that out. If you give me 119 vacated rushing attempts, I'm pretty sure Austin Eckler had 115 last year and 50 catches. That's exactly what Zeke gets. Give him a little more because Daryl Williams is not seeing the field. Darwin Thompson has not seeing the field. Samuel Watkins may retire because he sucks. What, oh, what?
0: Okay, okay, now, okay. Keep the fucking validation. Keep the facts. Like, why are you? Sammy so Watkins funny? has
1: three good you games you a year. That makes making... facts, man. You've just, <laughs> you just I'm saying. I'm saying. I mean, he's he's fucking college stats. Like, what? That's that's what so, we so, work with. We have, have confirmation bias. Is what you have. You're looking for a reason not to like Clyde edwards Because he's not good. Look at twenty. Look at the. He's fantastic. No? The, you're right. He's not good. He's fantastic. Look, look at the fucking film, Danny. You don't do
0: that because you don't fucking do anything. Okay, is Gus Edwards a good running back? Gus yes Edwards no. is Gus Edwards is not even a fucking starter in the
1: Is He's the third running back, and that's okay. Gus Edwards is not a good yeah, running fourth. back yet. He's, one. He looks good because he's in an elite system. Whether you think Clyde edwards hilaire is good or it's not, an elite is, rushing you're system. you that. But the Ravens were number one. Clyde in, edwards in hilaire is in 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 the perfect system. Are the Chiefs form. number
0: one in rush? Were they number?
1: What's Kareem on a perennial top five back? It,
3: it's you're like you're so you're going to compare. Wait wait. All we have to base off right now is in terms of draft capital and is in, in terms of a prospect. Clyde Everett helaire is better as a better prospect than Kareem Hunt was, no, and he got know. better draft capital. You're gonna say right it's now that
1: I don't fucking know. You're gonna say right now that Kareem me, Hunt was a better prospect. Not, than the NFL people. had him as the consensus RB one. What do you mean you don't know how? It's it's not appealing whatsoever. Like, okay, look well, the, the NFL scouts better war. than all of us combined. He's gonna so, get fucking bailed out. That's the reality. They picked him in the first round. I, I still and, get out, and that's, Did, fantasy, you,
3: points. You're only that's claiming, fantasy points. That's fantasy points. You only claim that Clyde edwards being bad. to be in the rushing. You're only Clyde edwards being bad is that he's a bad pass You're after. putting a third down. You're putting a third
0: down back at RB 11, RB 11. James, so, Just James White.
2: James White was a top 12 fantasy PPR back when he when the Patriots were two years ago when they were in their prime. Okay, so Patrick
0: Mahomes dumps off as much as Brady. Is that the argument?
2: Uh, yes, because no one thinks Mahomes they're going to double th-
0: dump off as much as Brady. They're going
2: to they're going to double coverage Tyreek. They're going to prioritize Travis Kelsey. That is why Demarcus and Robinson Mico. and Sammy Mico's Watkins in the were good last year. year.
0: What is he out the window? Who? Michael
3: Hardman. Remember, Mico him. Hardman's Dude, targets has are
1: nowhere near as the draft down. capital layers targets has in the terms the of, where of where they are on the field. He has well, draft capital. Well, Hardman's gonna get what? Sixty targets. Dude, he has any maps Sammy Watkins. They're paying like him, right? I, get, I get the whole, like, I get but the whole – Let's say we walk into this three blow-up games Your argument makes no sense. I'm sorry. I mean, Your argument has I, no legs fucking, to stand that's on. That's fucking the only stupid. The does. only
2: argument that I could really see is that they're going to split 50-50, Damian wins and Allaire. Because they okay, are, so at, at minimum. At all, but, but but at minimum, they're going to split 50-50. You know who else is in a 50-50 split? Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara. Oh, Kumar, is, is oh please.
0: Please. Are you gonna are you actually comparing fucking CH to those guys? Those yeah, guys are proven the, snap, in the, the NFL. Snap sure,
2: the snap sure, Because he's going to catch 50 balls. They're proven, proven in the c- NFL. Rookie, you literally talk about it with
3: Miles Sanders. Oh, Miles Sanders. What's Miles on?
2: Sanders is not proven. He, he had like three, games.
3: Had like three good games. Miles Sanders was a game. top 15 back last year. In Clyde Edwards- yeah, I, I know they were. At the end of the season, he's just not a top – He's going to have okay. to fucking fight you. Okay. Wait, wait. You have him at 21. Do you think he's going to get more or less work? I love Los Sanders. Do you think he's going to get more or less work than Miles Sanders got last year? Because if he's getting even close the amount of work, he's going to finish as a top, top which team. Which was 50-50. And he's in a better offense than, than, than Sanders. Also, you,
0: have to, you also have to count out that Damian Williams is going to go down. Huh? You have to count out that Damian Williams is going to go down because that was the same which situation. He, which he, which, he, he, has has the,
2: got which he has every single year. He's never had a full season.
1: He also doesn't need to go down because if they believed in David Williams so much, they wouldn't be paying him four million dollars a it's year, it's and they wouldn't have drafted a first round runner. They're
0: a luxury is- pick, and they're gonna fucking eat their words on that one because it's, it's a, a luxury pick because he's a fantastic it's player. Not fanta- <laughs> he's not fantastic. The opportunity. Uh, uh, is-
1: all right, we'll just move on. Hall of Fame we'll head on coach on Andy Reid thinks he's fantastic. <laughs> that means more <laughs> than mine. <my laughs>
0: best quarterback. Best quarterback in the game said that's who he wanted to. I will give you opportunity because he got he got put in a great spot, and that sucks for me. Opportunity scores. Fantasy points,
2: Our, that's all he we is care about. dog shit. He is Leonard Fournette is RBC. That matters if you're a player that's for carry. That fucking all right, right, we, up. Up. we gotta move on. We gotta move
1: on.
2: <laughs> next <laughs> Why up Why are you blind to this. We'll wait till after week one when they play the worst defense in the NFL and he puts up forty fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah he fucking, it. It. No, He's not gonna put up 40 <laughs> 40 <laughs> so, yeah, he's a He's So three months of the long long I can't wait till he's holding up offensive rookie of the year and Tyler bad. All
2: right, Jonathan Taylor is up next. So I am the lowest on Jonathan Taylor, and it's strictly because I don't know who to move him ahead of. And I love Jonathan Taylor. He's an elite running back. But Marlon Mack's still going to be there. I get they drafted Jonathan Taylor. They also took him after – they could have taken him, but they took a receiver. And then they waited. They waited. The three teams after them were also three teams that all needed a running back in terms of team needs based off what the NFL gave them. So they obviously prioritized it, but not really. They did, so they're going to use him, Yes. But Naeem Hines is a strictly the pass catcher. I get Jonathan Taylor can do it. He also didn't do it in college. So, it's like, I mean, he might be able to. But in the long term, Naeem Hines is catching the balls this year. There's probably not going to be the training camp they want to happen. So, I don't think they're going to get rid of Marlon Mack. So, it's just, to me, it's, it's the – the snap share is not what I want it to be for me to rank him that high. But I'm come by June, I'm sure he'll be higher than 22 for me. I just think the guys ahead of him are going to get so much volume that it's going to offset – uh, you could say the, I don't know but if he gets like eleven to twelve touches a game to start versus the twenty two that like Lev Lev Bell might get. So I mean, it's just, it's hard for me to move him up ahead of those type of guys. But I I do see the upside where you guys kind of have him ranked.
1: Yeah, can I uh, can I go first on this one, Danny?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan Taylor to me, I understand the argument. I I know I understand why you have him down lower. It's because he's probably not going to be like an elite RB one or even probably an RB two or like a high end RB two probably for the first couple of weeks of the season. To me, the player I comped him to Nick the Chubb. situation he's in right now are big, like one and the same. He is Nick Chubb. He like plays like Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Nick Chubb. His situation is like Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb's rookie year. He finished RB 16, even though he didn't start or play much until week eight. And I understand Carlos Hyde was traded, but let's not pretend that Marlon Mack's going to stay healthy for eight games sure. or sure. that Marlon Mack isn't even just not even close to as good as him. And he doesn't just outright beat him out for the job in eight games. So to like I've said in, in many other videos, I would pair JT if I pick him where he's going, which is probably like, he's probably going to be your RB two. He probably wouldn't be your RB one. I'd pair him with a vet. So and if job. he, if I didn't have to do that, he would be in my top 10 in the same tier as Chubb, Mixon and Jacobs. Um, he is an elite O-line. We already, we've already touched on this elite O-line. He's in an improved offense. He's, he's really good, obviously. Like to me, he's never he was never gonna be an elite pass catcher anyway. So guys like Naheem Hines, much like I said for Nick Chubb, are always gonna be in the backfield with him. So you kind of have to like deal with that. Mm-hmm. I would imagine he's probably only gonna get like 35, maybe 50 targets at max his rookie year. So I, I like to me he he's got high touchdown upside. He's probably gonna get 220 plus carries. Yes, it'll probably take him a couple weeks to to fully acclimate to the offense and fully take over the role, but I I expect him to be in the running for an RB1 in his rookie year. Like,
3: I've literally – Corey basically just touched up upon everything I was really going to bring up with Jonathan Taylor. Like, I've said it and I'll say it again. He is Nick Chubb to me. Running style – actually, he's even faster than Chubb, but, like, we'll, yeah. like I'm not even going to get into that because both of
2: them – He's much better than Nick Chubb, I think.
3: Both are explosive breakaway runners. Uh, in general, like, we have Nick Chubb at 10 – and that's because we know, we know what Nick Chubb's role is going to be. We don't necessarily know what Jonathan Taylor is going to command week one. Even if Marlon Mack is involved for half the season, like similar to when Nick Chubb uh, was his rookie season, Jonathan Taylor, to me, is still going to have, at the very minimum, a top 18 finish because I just think he's that talented. Now, if, if anything happens, say Mack gets hurt or Jonathan Taylor is able to establish himself as the RB1, Early, I say even week five. I would not be shocked if he finished top ten this year. Chubb was the RB that.
1: sixteen, and he didn't play at all while while yeah. Hyde was there. Like he had yeah, like the three first carries four one game and had like hundred yeah. yards. He had one well, like
3: ninety yard rush. All right, he had like three carries for so, like ninety three yards or something like that, and yeah. two touchdowns. And then I remember uh, Coach Hyde got like cut like the week after, and I remember I, he was somehow Chubb was on my waiver wire, and I, I caught him. On, no, he was
2: he was the he was the bit him and um. Damian Williams were like the league winners that year because the oh, yeah. cream dropped, I
1: dropped my entire budget on Nick Chubb that year. Yeah. Like 85 yeah, I, bucks or something. I hear,
2: like I think by, like, obviously it's almost June when you're hearing this, it's June by the, by draft time, I know he'll be higher, but like my process of how I do it is like, I haven't done my full projection. So I, I don't like project out like in my head, like yards per carry, like team pace, all that stuff right now, which like to, I think the Colts are going to be good as fuck. I, th- I think they have the chance to go to the AFC Championship. Like, I, mean, I get really? Phil Rivers is not the greatest, but he's better than Jacoby Brissett. This defense is solid. The O-line is – like this might be one of the best O-lines that we've seen in the last 10 years, not going to lie. And it's not even because they're like – and the
3: Cowboys. Like The Cowboys in 2016, 2014, this yeah, Colts all- but offensive but this line, offensive line has
2: so much more like power and juice to it, I feel like. The Cowboys were just consistently safe. Maulers. Like, this offensive yeah. line is scary.
1: Like, That's the thing I love about JT and Edward Tillaire so much is that th- those two guys literally went to the perfect situation. Like, uh-huh. per- exact where, exactly where they should have gone.
2: For sure. Tyler, you got anything on JT before we go to the final one?
0: Yeah, favorite back um, in the class. Uh, it, it's an elite system for him running back-wise. It's just a running-based system with Phillip Rivers, who I don't really think they're going to utilize to the point that the Chargers were whatsoever. Right. It's definitely a run-focused team. Um, then I think he has the best situation for a rookie.
2: For sure. All right. The last one at the RB16, Todd Gurley. So vacated production, vacated production, vacated production for Todd Gurley. The thing I think is like, yes, the injury's there, but the part where I have him, I'm at 15, is because I think if the injury was really – like, it's obviously a concern. But if it was like screaming concern, they wouldn't have his backup be Brian Hill. That's the thing that's like – it's tough for me to gauge because – even if he plays 11 to 12 games with the production he's going to get, I still think he could finish top 16. But if he plays a full – my AirPod fell, was is kind of funny. Uh, if he plays the full season, I could easily see him being top 12 just because the offense is going to be good, good as, as of now. Maybe we don't have their O-line. He's going to be injured. And then he's still – like as much as we thought the injury was concerned last year, like he was still okay in fantasy finishing. I think RB13 if I remember it. Right.
0: Yeah, I I back Gurley a lot. Um, I I think the offense is is again built for passing, uh, and Gurley kind of does fit that because he does receive very well. Um, one of the still one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. I think we just kind of focus on the injury, and we don't want to take him to fantasy, which is fine. Uh, but at seventeen uh, is where I have him. I think that that's really good value. We have him as what our jointed uh, fifteen, 16, right? 16. No, sixteen. Yeah, so we have him yeah, last. Right, but, um, last record is big. Been- which I, which I definitely get behind. So that's that's really good value for Gurley, I think, for one year. Uh, definitely get behind it. Um, they do want to run the ball. It just was – there was no effect in it with, with it last year with Devontae Freeman. Um, so this is still a pass-based, pass-first offense. Uh, Gurley does put that mold with his with his receiving. And, yeah, the injury is there. Um, I think getting his handcuffs is a lot easier than getting anyone else's. Um, I've been getting, you know, Smith way, way late in drafts. It's not that hard, too.
2: Brian
0: um, Hill. Yeah,
3: Brian. I still remember I started Brian Hill over fucking Ingram in a week last year because of matchup, and then there, I was so pissed.
1: There's very few things I'm certain about in fantasy football. I am certain that Todd Gurley is going to disappoint my people who draft him. Uh, I have met Do you know 19 strictly, strictly because of the volume that he's projected to see. I would never draft Todd Gurley at where he's currently going. For sure. Dirk Cutter is death to fantasy running backs. Death. Like, Devontae Freeman's rookie year, Ronald Jones' rookie year, he cannot produce a fantasy running back. Todd Gurley might get volume. Let's say, best case scenario, Todd Gurley plays 16 games and there's no one else there. RB19 or RB16 consensus where where we have him, that's his ceiling to me. Because, like, he's going to be so inefficient. The offensive line is young. There's moving parts all over it. His... Offensive coordinator came out and said, "We don't even know if he's healthy after they signed him." Yeah, like I don't even understand how you could sign a guy without even knowing that. Well, it was a he's good probably contingent in the contract that he has to pass yeah. a physical or something. But yeah, to me, there's no way I would draft Todd Gurley. Not a chance. I have him here strictly because if he plays, he's going to get volume. That's the yeah. only reason I have him. Where I and do. he'll get like ten or
3: fifteen touchdowns because well. apparently that's all he does on the goal line is
1: fucking yeah. score. He's he's <laughs> a volume <laughs> play only for me. So I. I don't think he's good. I don't think the system's good for him. I don't think he's going to catch a lot of passes. Like I, I don't want him at all. Not a chance.
0: I think, uh, I think if he, I think he will play though. I think he will still get like 13, 12, 13 game stretch. Yeah.
1: Hence, uh, hence why I have him at 19. Cause <laughs> if that's not bad, I, I would though. literally, I would put him at 30 if I didn't, RB3, I three, think going like, to at least get volume.
0: If you play smart and you take uh, running back relatively early and you can get girly and like the, Wow, fifth round point yeah, probably, probably, probably around the fourth that's not yeah, terrible because yeah. early early's upside is change.
1: massive i'm telling you guys uh, no it's not i mean I'm like you it's not i'm telling you it's I, not watch uh, so much dirt cutter football oof. you cannot design a rushing offense uh i actually have this adp especially not with a back who's washed up
3: obviously we don't like using like professional or not professional but expert adp but right now it's at 301 So that's uh, way too high. Yeah. I said it about
1: Freeman last year. I said I wouldn't draft Devontae Freeman if he was an eighth round pick. And did anyone enjoy in drafting Devontae Freeman last year?
2: Not in draft. I don't draft. Is Devontae
1: Freeman that much worse than Todd Gurley as like a talent right now?
2: Yeah, I don't know. They're both not great. I mean like I'm gonna I'm gonna like you're drafting Gurley banking on like you're not banking on him being the offense. You're banking on him just being the beneficiary of the offense. Yes, like, and I the think there's I... a
1: chance he's just, like, super inefficient, like 3.2 yards per carry, and he gets 10 touchdowns, and it saves his fantasy finish. Yeah, like, That is a realistic possibility. It's basically what happened last but year. I, there's no way you're going to enjoy owning him. I'm going to tell you that right mm-hmm. now. If you draft him, you're not going to like it.
3: It's going to be sure. grimy.
1: I don't know. I get behind girly. It's tough. But, uh...
0: uh yeah, yeah, there's lots of video. I, I get behind girly, but maybe you guys don't. If you don't, leave a comment. We'd love to see it down there. Like, unlike. I don't care. It's up to you guys, your preference. We appreciate you getting this far, though. Hopefully, that we provided enough heat to warm your house. Uh, that's free of charge. Check out another one of our videos, maybe Arby's one through eight. Definitely get it done. Subscribe, hit the bell. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Gentlemen, we're out. Peace out.